0: Your daughter's on television. What? I just about dropped the spoon I'm using to stir my custard mixture. Is this a joke? A wrong number? I pull my cell phone away from my ear and read the ID on the screen. Nope, that's Jules's name, right under the picture of her wearing a red, white, and blue stovepipe hat at last year's July 4th picnic. Monica, are you there? Her voice calls through the speaker, and I slowly put the phone back to my ear. Yeah, I'm here. Did you hear what I said? I close my eyes and shake my head as if it will bring some clarity to my mind. It doesn't work. I heard, but are you sure? Absolutely. I recorded it to the DVR so you can see for yourself. Leave it to Jules to think of the practical answer to my questions. I'll be right there. I'll leave the porch light on. As we end the call, I look down at the spoon I'm still holding, motionless in the saucepan. Instead of creamy custard, I now have something more akin to runny scrambled eggs. It's ruined. Being a chef, I don't usually make such stupid mistakes. But I'm more than a little shell-shocked from the bomb that just fell on me. I turn off the flame, pour the contents down the disposal, then drop the pot and spoon into the sink with a clatter. Running upstairs to grab my shoes, scenes from the past flash through my memory. The hospital, all those white walls, the antiseptic smell, the rhythmic squeak, click, click, squeak of the gurney, the turtle-shaped water spot on the delivery room ceiling, the sharp cry of lungs being filled with oxygen for the first time. When I turned my head away, one nurse said to the other, she's not keeping it. We're supposed to give the baby right to the adoptive parents. That had been my idea. Don't give the baby to me. Why should I hold something that's not mine to keep? I thought it would be easier that way. I was wrong. Still, 25 years later, I do believe I made the right decision for my daughter. As I stuff my feet into my sneakers, I still think it was the right thing to do. For everyone. Even so, my knees feel slightly wobbly as I trot back down the stairs. My hand shakes as I grab my house keys. And when I call to my dog, Ranger, my voice shakes. I've got to go out. He lifts his shaggy brown head from the couch and looks my way, no doubt thinking he can stop me with a longing look from his big, soulful eyes. But I dash right past him. Sorry, buddy, no walk tonight. As I pull the front door closed behind me, a velvety breeze rubs across my cheeks, my bare arms, and my shorts-clad legs. I've lived in the Las Vegas Valley long enough to know that 100-degree weather during the day often results in the most wonderful nighttime conditions. Everyone else on the block knows it too, and it looks like most of them are taking advantage of it tonight. Mr. Williams raises his hand in greeting as he approaches, and I wave back. His dog. A black and white Great Dane named Caesar tugs him along, straining at the leash. It's obvious who's walking whom.